Welcome to the For the Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. To start off today's episode, I thought we had to introduce our current producer, Gusty. 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 And I could not get his name right, but it is okay. He carries so much grace. You know, he's just like, doesn't really matter. The best thing about Gusty is he has um, he has some curly natural hair and he he's been using our life hack already. And it's been he told us it's been a game (laughs) changer changer. in his beauty routine. You know, last scrunched the hair with a t-shirt. Last week, his hair was like more straight. And this week, it's like. A it's literal like, afro. He looks like a Tresemme act. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. It's so good. Yeah. Well, Gusty, we're so glad you're here, you guys. We're getting used to having Gusty in the room. Uh, you know, we talk about a lot of girly things, and we usually always have somebody, like, doing the tech behind it, and it's always really hilarious, and we always subconsciously have him in the back of our mind, but we just go for it anyway. So yeah. as you're listening, just keep in mind that there is a male in the room. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so great because today our episode is for the girl who thought she would be married by now. Yeah. And so we're really going to get into some good stuff that I think Gusty is just going to eat up. He's going to love it. It's yeah. going to be great. It's going to be. Gusty, you're not married, right? No. Oh, no, Gusty is not married. What's your Instagram handle? At <laughs> At Gusty Escalante. Good luck with that, lady. <laughs> Gusty Escalante. Okay, so. All right. Anyways, Should okay. we get into our let's life hacks Let's get into our life hack. Yes, let's do it. One thing that I realized about our life hacks, these are not life hacks. These ones might be today. No, more just like tips and tricks. <laughs> tips and tricks from but Mac and Ken. Ken's is really the one that's very passionate about life hacks. So I am. I'm going to let you get us started with our first life hack. Oh, and today's okay. life hacks are all about... How to be organized. Okay, yes. The category for today is how to be organized. You might be looking at Mac and I's life and be like, what the heck? They do a million things. They're bouncing around, putting out this product, writing this book, recording this podcast, meeting with these people. Wow, we're so flattered that you think that of us. Um, (laughs) No, but really, we do actually have quite busy lives, and we're pretty proud of the way that we can juggle a lot of things. We kind of brag about that a lot. Do we? In humility. In humility. But anyways, we wanted to give you some tips and tricks to how we make this all happen. And in the very number one thing, the front runner here is what we call Google Calendar. And I know this is a very controversial I think that's subject. what everybody calls it. Yeah. We like to call it Google Calendar. If you have a Gmail, you have a Google Calendar. But anyways, this is a very controversial subject for Especially us for college, college girls. Yes. 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 Most college girls are very attached to their planners. They like to write everything down in their planner, you know, color coordinate, check things off. We get it. I actually was never a planner girl. Were you a planner never. girl? Never a planner girl. We are not planner girls, nor highlighter girls, no pen I was girls. never a calendar girl. I just... I don't know. I don't know how I got through life, but I never wrote anything down. What did we do in college? But as soon as we started Delight, we switched over to the Google Calendar life. And let me tell you, it's a game changer. It's a game game changer changer. in so many reasons that literally every single day I wake up in the morning, I look at my calendar and that is what I do for the day. 
And yes. it's amazing because you can schedule things years in advance and you will still show up because it shows up on your Google Calendar. That's true. It takes some patience in the beginning because you got to get used to putting literally everything on your Google Calendar because like us, people schedule things for us sometimes. So yeah. if you didn't put on your Google Calendar, you can get double booked. And yeah. that's not good. But it is just such the game changer. And let me tell you guys, even if you're in college right now and you're used to your old school planner, go ahead and switch because when you get <laughs> to the workforce... You're you going to have to use, use it anyways, calendar. so you better start or now. Microsoft. You'll get ahead of it or Microsoft. Either way, it's time to rip up, throw out the calendar, lady. <laughs> you sound so passionate I, about I this. I feel so passionate about this. You know, what's really fun about the Google Calendar, too, is you can stalk other people's schedule. So I often look at Mac's schedule. I'm just stalking everybody in the office, their community yeah. schedule, so you can see what other people Anytime are doing. Anytime I do anything that's like a, a date vibe or whatever, I always put it under code language. So yeah. that nobody on my team knows what I'm doing because they stock our calendars. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, you can code things if need be, but it's really fun. Um, I use it a lot in marriage, honestly. Life hack for marriage. I mean, Josh has my calendar. I have his calendars. We're scheduling things 24-7. It's kind of nerdy of us, but I like to say it's just a fit efficient and effective of us. Yes. So that's really great. Okay. The next little life hack that we, this is a little bit more serious and this is just a real thing that Mac and I do. Um, because we have such busy weeks, like so many of you in college, it's like one of the busiest seasons of life or fresh out of college, whatever it is, you have a lot going on. Um, and one thing that helps us carry just like so much peace and ease and consistency and steadiness throughout the week and avoiding stress and anxiety is planning our week on Sundays. So every Sunday night, both of us separately take like an hour or two to look at our calendars. I mean, we put in everything from like workouts to our quiet time to our meetings throughout the week. We know what days we have to get ready, which days we can just stay in our sweatpants and the mm -hmm. whole thing. And it's yep. actually just super helpful. Um, it, and this is serious because I hinted at it already. I think it creates just like so much more peace and steadiness throughout the week and you don't get too caught up in the busyness of everything. Yeah. So, yeah. It's huge for us. And I think it's really cool because you can cast vision for your week. You're yeah. like, what did I not get to do last week that I really want to get done? Or how do I want to save space to be able to rest this week and things like that? It's really taking like ownership of your week, casting vision for your week, stepping into it rather than just letting things happen to you. Yeah. And um, it's something I had to learn post-college, something that like once I started working and things like that was a new rhythm. But I think it's a really cool rhythm to do um, and a sweet way to like be intentional with your friends because you see yeah. gaps, you see holes where you're like, oh, I, I'm not doing anything Wednesday and Thursday night. I could text a friend and ask yeah. her to catch dinner. That's actually and really so good. I think it's a really cool thing to stay organized. So those are two of our little tips, life hacks, if you will. Um, for how I got to something organized. to add. I got something oh. to add. I'm going to encourage all the listeners to be the inviter. You know, when you just yes. hinted at this, when looking at our calendar, that's something so true. You can like reach out to your friends. Sometimes there's a little pride in you where you're like, oh, they haven't reached out to me forever. I might yeah, not reach out to good. them. Let's just be the people that invite people. Like every Sunday night, we're texting friends. We're like, you want to get coffee? Want to meet up? I'd love to see you. Like even if you're embarrassingly texting them first, just go for it. Um, we talk a lot about that and how that's how Mac and I built our friendship was mm -hmm. pursuing our friends. And it's important. So do that. Plan out your weeks on Sunday. Make it happen. You're going to see, you're going to just be able to do so much more and have a, such a big impact in your sphere of influence. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. So Google we calendars, Sunday nights invite the people we love tech guys let's get into our episode for this week we'll be back next week with more life hacks don't worry 
All right, guys, we are really excited to dive into our topic today. Yes. So this episode is for the girl who thought she would be married by now Ooh, or maybe thought she would be in a relationship by now. Um, and I really want to or I really just felt like when we were talking about this new season, this is the one episode that I was like, Kens, we got to do this episode. Yeah. I think this is so important. And I think it's so important for a couple of reasons. Number one sat down with so many girls like just over the last year or two and they're just sit down and their number one like frustration is like oh mm-hmm. I just am I just yeah. am not in a relationship and I thought I would be and, and I just don't know what to do and I'm I'm frustrated and all these different things and yeah. I sat there and been like yeah I get that <laughs> and I think <laughs> yeah. because I do get that in a lot of ways and that's really kind of my second reason is you know 27 years old and I honestly thought I would be married and probably have kids by now and all these things like growing up my whole life and even throughout college and even like in the couple years after college and I think that really what I've had to kind of come to the realization is is like I am frustrated by it I am it's hard Mm. it's tough it's weird and and I'm like you see people around you getting married and getting into relationships and you're like oh my gosh what about me what about me god Mm -hmm. when's my story gonna happen and you know I think that there comes this realization where you have to kind of ask yourself, am I okay if I don't get married until 27, until 30, until 35? Yeah. Never, you know, am I going to be okay? Am I going to have a full life? Am I going to like honor God, even if my story doesn't play out the way that I wanted it to? And so we really just kind of wanted to dedicate a whole episode to really digging in here, digging into a ton of different things of just tips for you, but then also just like some hard truths for you. And um, what's fun and cool about it is that, you know, I need this just as much as you do (laughs) if you're listening and I'm excited about it. Yeah, that's so good. I think you can probably relate to this, but any conversation that you have with a single person that is really confident about their singleness is so inspiring. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. Oh, the best. I think I've said before that um, my hairdresser. Yeah, your <laughs> hairdresser. She just got married, but she was single for a long time. And I, we yeah. always would go ham on singleness. And yeah. it was just so empowering and so cool. Yeah, it's super inspiring. And so hopefully this conversation feels a little bit like this for you. And I love what you said, Mac, too, about like, um, yeah, you might not be married by the time you're like 28, 29, 30. And I think that's really what this episode is we want to talk about like we're not going to be talking about like ways to prepare for marriage or like how to find your husband we're actually going to talk about the reality of what if you don't get married until you're 35 like how can you make the most of these years how can it be full of life how can you be following Jesus wholeheartedly how can you be okay for the next 10 years of your life in your singleness because a lot of for a lot of you listening that's gonna be the reality and as hard as that is to hear you have to learn how to sink into it how to just be confident and excited and certain um about where God has you so I'm really excited I kind of I, as listeners know, I recently got married. I got married when I was uh, 27, so <laughs> <laughs> young, old, who knows? But um, 
I was like, Mag, I don't know that I have much to add in this sing- newly <laughs> single <laughs> bit, or newly on season of my life, obviously. Um, so I really want to just ask you some questions through this episode. Um, also, LOL, Mac like always says she never wanted to be the token single girl. So I apologize <laughs> for this conversation. <laughs> it's okay. Um, it's okay. I'm, I'm believing that this won't you know, be for long. God but, and I wrestled with this yes. for a while where I was like, God. You know, just wasn't thrilled on being the token single girl for uh, the delight and for the girl community. But you know what? You know, there's purpose in it. I feel like God's really changed my heart. Yeah. That. And that's why I'm excited and was like, okay, we're talking about this. We're going in on this. It's going to be, it's going to be a cool conversation. Yes. So good. Okay. I'm going to throw you for a loop right now because okay. this is just a random question. I love it. But you talked about frustration. Yes. Um, And I just want to hear like the most recent time that you were frustrated in your singleness and why were you frustrated and what did you do about it? Oh, wow. You really are kind of throwing me for a loop I'm here. I'm really sorry. <laughs> just authentically share because I really just want to hear a cool story. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so I I recently, over the summer, so over the summer, I moved to a kind of a new city. I'm kind of experiencing new things in my life and had kind of been dating this one guy and it was going really well. And I was like, wow, this is great. This is awesome. And then, you know, like a lot of things, I'm, I'm a queen of like three months and out. It's kind of my, um, usually how it goes for me. And it kind of like fizzled, you know, went away. And, um, that was right around the time that I went to your wedding your Mm. wedding. And so at your wedding, um, it was really hilarious because the way that you seated people was that you had the singles table of girls and then there was (laughs) a singles table of guys. And it was just really funny because it was like, you know, all the couples sat together and then like all the singles were at their own table, but not together. (laughs) The guys and the girls table were separated. So it was like very clear that it was like the single girls table, which was just hilarious. I'm laughing at you. Oh my gosh. It wasn't your fault. You didn't know why that happened. You don't, you didn't know. Honestly, I think I considered putting everybody together, but, um, I didn't think anybody would really be a match. So So it was like no point. Yeah. No, it was more just the fact that like, it was very clearly the single girls table. Yeah. Which was great. And it was fun because as I was sitting there with all these single girls, we got talking obviously Mm. about like dating and relationships and singleness. And I was talking with um, this one girl, Haley. And um, in the back of my mind, I am obviously thinking about this like disappointment of like another relationship that like didn't quite work out the way that I maybe would have pictured it or wanted it to. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but once you have like a disappointment after disappointment after disappointment, you just start to kind of give up in a way you start to kind of go all right whatever I'm just gonna stop caring I'm gonna stop trying and I'm just kind of gonna just like shut my heart off and just go into like whatever yeah so I'm having this conversation with Haley and she's telling me about something that God's been teaching her and her singleness and this whole idea about like you know every disappointment we can see it as another disappointment or we can literally see it as evidence of what God is maybe wanting to do in our life. Like another piece of evidence that God is so good. Another piece of evidence that God is like moving you one step forward towards the story that he really has for you. And I just was like, oh my gosh, that shift in your mind of moving from seeing things as a disappointment to evidence of God's goodness. is just such a cool thing. And here I am at like my best friend's wedding, you know, sitting at the singles table. And I'm just having this thing where I just literally felt like God was speaking right to me saying, hey, 
honestly, there's probably going to be more disappointments to come, but how are you going to choose to view them? How are you going to choose to filter them? And how are you going to choose to like keep your faith, keep your trust in me, mm. even when things don't play out the way you want them to? And so yeah. I think um, that was when I was really frustrated, maybe in a moment, even unknowingly, like I was having fun. It was a great yeah, time. Yeah. But those little things in the back of your mind. And then um, yeah. I don't know, it's just been like a cool picture to step into over the last couple couple yeah, months. That's so good. And the Lord really does. Like, I feel like that's so, would speak to so many women listening right now who's going through disappointment and frustration in their singleness. Like God does want to speak to that area of your of your life. So let him speak into it. Like let yeah. him bring life back into that area of your life because he really will. So next thing I want to talk about are just lies that you've been believing in your, in your singleness, um, yeah. things that you know aren't from God. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. This is such a real thing. And there are kind of three huge lies that I think really plague single women. And these are three lies that I constantly have to battle and constantly have to push back oh, the enemy's wow. voices. And so um, I think as you as we kind of talk through these, I'm like, you'll even remember what these were like. And um, I think like I just want to speak to them really quickly. So the first lie would be that you're behind. Um, Mm. It feels like every one of your friends is getting in a relationship. They're getting engaged. And it's like it feels like your chances just get worse and worse every Mm. time somebody Mm. else gets engaged or in a relationship. And it is just the furthest thing from the truth. Your timeline does not have to look like how your friends looks. And it honestly, probably it's just not going to look like your friends. And, um, yeah, I think when you trust God fully, when you trust God with all the details, when you trust God with your timeline, uh, I really believe it means you can begin to celebrate your friends' timelines too. Um, and so I think I've really seen that like, rather than constantly comparing like my status of relationship to everybody around me, I have to just remember and trust that like God has literally the perfect timeline for me and, and I got to stick true to that. And then it allows me to be really excited for all of my friends. Yeah. Um, and I do want to say that that doesn't mean it's easy. This is still a hard reality. Like yeah. seeing your, all your friends around you, seeing their lives change and it feels like you're staying stagnant is not easy. And so I think it's so important that you have to process with this, with the Lord. Like so you've got to take it back to the Lord time and time again. I talked to a lot of girls who are like, I'm just really struggling because my best friend got engaged and like, I feel like I'm losing my best friend. And I feel like she's moving into this new stage that I'm not in. And I'm like, wow, that's such a, such a true reality. But I just believe God is big enough to like speak so much truth into that. And so process that with the Lord, but also just know you're not behind your timeline's going to be awesome and amazing too. The second would be that you're not enough literally fill in the blank, whatever it is. Um, Mm. this is such a real thing. Like those little lies that you, you kind of just think you're like, Oh, I'd meet someone if I was just like skinnier, if I lost those few pounds, I'd meet someone. If I talked about my faith less, I'd meet someone if I, you know, dress differently or try to get attention more, or I was more like her, blah, blah, blah. Like whatever it is, um, whatever that narrative that's in your head right now that you kind of convince yourself is the reason why you're still singleness or you're still single. It's just a straight up lie from the enemy. Yeah. And it's so cheesy, but it's like, you are so valuable. You are so worthy. And, and some guy is going to think you're just the coolest thing in the world. And my dad always tells me that my dad is always literally like, he's like, my prayer for you is that you find someone who he always says, um, 
loves you like I love your mom because my dad is over the top about his love for the his, my yeah. mom it's really cute and sweet but like yeah. literally he's like someone who just cherishes you and like is supports you in all of these things and and I think yeah. like if you're changing yourself to get someone to like you it's not worth it I think you grow in relationships mm-hmm. and you have to evolve but if you're changing like a fundamental piece of who you are before yeah. you think you're worthy of that person's love. It's just not it. It's not for you. So that's a lie. Yeah. And then the last lie is um, that there aren't any good Christian guys out there. Um, I can say this from experience. There are so many amazing guys out there. Um, So many, like literally. I just moved to a new city and I've met a lot of awesome guys, like even in just the last couple months. And yeah. I know so many here in Nashville and it's like, you're probably like, well, you're still single Mackenzie. I'm like, yes, that's true. But you know, we're still working <laughs> on it. But I just think that there are so many awesome guys out there. And if you're saying that, I really think it's probably because you've gotten in a bubble. You're not putting yourself out there. Um, and so if that's kind of a lie you've been, you've been believing, then I just ask you like, Are you putting yourself in opportunities, the right opportunities to meet them? Are you telling your friends to set you up? I think this is so important. Tell your friends to set you up. Like your friends probably know other awesome friends. And if this is what you really want, be open to that. Like you're probably not going to just run into your, you know, future husband at the grocery store. Like we all want that, but that's probably not going to happen. And so be intentional about it, you know, and then also like, are you looking past the exterior and I know that sounds so cheesy but are you looking for someone who like really does have the qualities that you say you want or are you looking for like the hot guy who also has all the qualities you say you want like I think there's a big Mm -hmm. difference and so Ken's and I call them good old faithfuls yeah and I think it's so important you can speak on good old faithful good old faithful (laughs) no it's really true though I mean the reality is is that all guys are gonna get old and and yeah chub chub Honestly, the good old faithfuls get better with time. <laughs> I think they do. Actually. They really do. Yes. Yeah. Don't be deceived by some cool shoes, some um, camo jeans and yeah. hipster yeah. vibes, you know. And isn't it true that the guys who get all the attention honestly usually have the worst personalities because uh, they, they don't have to have good personalities. They have pride just building in yeah. their spirit. We're yeah. making an assumption about a lot of good guys. Not I'm true. sure there are some but. stunners out there who are great personalities <laughs> and love Jesus. But, but I just, it really is not all about the looks. Like somebody with a good personality who you can be best friends with and have a lot of fun with and who can inspire you and encourage you and pour into you and pray with you is by far way more important. So don't overlook the good old faithfuls. The That's good real. old faithfuls. We love them. <laughs> All right, you guys, I got to tell you about my favorite resource on the For The Girls shop, the prayer pads. We are actually so obsessed. I don't know about you, but sometimes I just can't get into journaling, like all the lines, a blank page, and I don't even know what to do with it. These prayer pads will help you process your feelings, connect with God, dive into the word. It is seriously a game changer. I actually know that Mac has a stack in her car and she gives them to anybody she goes out to coffee with because she knows they'll change so much in their prayer life. So get some for your friends or get one for yourself at forthegirl.com slash store. I can't wait to see your prayer life revive.
Okay, well, that is so good. Thank you for like combating those lies because it's so true. We need to be leaning into truth and we need to be so sensitive to the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit in this because that's a real thing in your singleness. You get, yeah. you're, you're alone more, of course, because there's not a guy just there all the time. And so that means that there's probably more opportunity for the enemy to sneak into your thought life. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. why I said these is yeah. because the amount of times that I, f- I think these things in my head, yeah. it's like embarrassing to admit. Yeah. And um, I think they're just so real. And we, we have to be aware of the lies that we've been believing in yeah. order to like be able to speak truth into them. Yes, that's right. So so if you need to rewind and go back and hear those things, do it because it's so important to know truth in your singleness. OK, the next thing we really want to talk about is what we talked about earlier. OK, the reality is we're going to be single potentially for a few more years. Who knows? It's in God's hands. It's in his timing and we can find peace and rest in that. But what the heck do we do while we wait? Like, how can we make the most of our singleness, make it feel so connected to God, make it feel fun, full of life and worth our time. Yes. Okay. So before we jump into all this, I wanted to throw back to our, our sophomore year of college, Mm. sophomore year of college, Kenzie and I started a Bible study and, um, the second semester of our Bible study, all of the girls were like, we want to do a study on dating. And we were like, we know nothing about dating. So we picked a book to go through and we picked this book and this book was called lady in waiting, literally (laughs) called lady in waiting. It sounds like a um, medieval times novel, yeah. but it, it was a, a Christian dating book all about um, waiting on yep. your future husband. And Pretty about funny. halfway through the book, I just am like, I just was not vibing on this book. It just yeah. was not my vibe. I don't know something about it. And I look around at our like leader meeting and I'm like, do you guys like this book? And they're like, no, we don't like this book. <laughs> and because the truth was, it was talking about just kind of like sitting there and like, waiting and like loving God, obviously all the things, but just like kind of waiting around so that you'd be ready that the one final day that someone finally showed up in your life and just kind of being like, okay, I was over that. And so I'm pretty sure I picked the book to be honest. No, I don't think it was you solo. (laughs) I mean, I read the book like in high school or something and you like, it just sat different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sat different. (laughs) It's probably a great book. I think I've made it out to be worse in my head than it probably actually was. So I'm really sorry if you love that book. It's probably, (laughs) there's some good nuggets in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. But I just believe that in singleness, you cannot just sit around and wait. You have to like actively, actively practice patience. That's what I would kind of say. It's like, it's a very active process. And so I think the number one tip that I always tell people when it comes to like, how do you do this? How do you actively show patience and wait? And I think it is, you literally have to fill your life. Um, I talked to so many girls who are, they literally are leaving a void in their life on purpose. Like they're literally sitting there and just waiting for the Mm. moment for that relationship to come in. And that void is just like sitting they're empty and I just really believe the opposite I believe that like when I meet my somebody that like I'm gonna have to make some room for them because my life is full right now yeah it is by no means empty it does not have gaps um I was hanging out with one of my friends last night and she's 34 I think Mm -hmm. still single and just like looking at her life and the way that she spends her time. Um, obviously she would love to be married, but like her life is so full of relationships with other people, Mm -hmm. the ways that she spends her time, the things that she's involved in, the things that she's engaged in. She's always inspired me in this of like, 
it doesn't mean that just because I don't have like this husband or this partner to like build a life with, it doesn't mean that I can't step into the things that God is calling me, like stepping into my passion, stepping into the things that God has called me to stepping into relationships. Like my friendships are pretty solid. I I might just brag on them for a second, but like Mm -hmm. they're so solid. They're so rooted. They're so, um, just like we've done life together because we've been able to, we've been able to just like make them so impactful and purposeful. And then I think you can just really step into so many things. And so I think if just be honest with yourself right now, have you been like leaving a void, hoping that if you leave a void, God will fill it faster? Or have you been filling your life to the brim with things that have purpose, with things that are going to bring you joy, with things that serve and honor people? Like I just Mm -hmm. believe that, um, it's a lot more fun to wait when you have a full life than when you have an empty life. Yeah, that's so good. So good. Yes. Okay. So that's one tip. Um, I love it. <laughs> Chicken's like, yep, agreed. Okay. <laughs> yes, and amen. Period. So my second thing, I think this is really important, and I think this is really, really practical. Um, so just talking with a lot of girls who are like, it's just really hard to hang out with my married friends or it's like really hard to hang out with my friend who's in a relationship and like, how do you do it? Like all this stuff. And I just think that it is so important and so valuable to hang out with married couples and people Mm -hmm. in relationships who inspire you. And here's why you're going to want to run from these relationships because they can remind you of what you lack. They can kind of remind you of what you don't have. But I see it as kind of letting these relationships encourage me of what I'm holding out for and what I'm actually waiting on and Mm. what I'm really looking for. Um, Because I believe like, marriage, it's to be treasured, to be valued. It's to be weighted on with trust and with patience. And so sometimes you need those reminders from people who have really awesome marriages and relationships to kind of like keep you on course. And, um, I think you don't cut these people out of your life just because it's hard to be around them because you're like, Oh my gosh, it just reminds me that I'm single and I don't have anybody. And these people are married and like, they don't have enough time for me. They don't try to hang out with me. Like make an extra effort with them. These people can truly start to feel like family. They can provide such encouragement and they seriously have your back. Like I have like four or five, like married couple friends that I am like the third wheel all the time. And I love it. I'm like the kid. I'm like literally like the kid that they bring around and they're like, yeah, should Mac, you know, of course, well, Mac wants to come over. And it's like, it's not just I'm friends with the wife. I'm friends with both of them. And it's like so fun. And I love it so much. And they truly feel like family to me. And they they have my back more than anything. Like if I ever, they're always like, all right, Mac, who are we dating? What's going on? We don't like him. No, you know, like they just have my back and all that. And it's so fun. And um. I just believe that like, don't make this separation between singleness and married feel so far off. I just think that they can be incredible relationships. So hang out with those married couples and relation people in relationships who really inspire you and encourage you. So good. I love that. I talk a lot about this, but, um, just like stirring expectancy in your spirit. Um, and when we are expectant when we have expectancy in our spirit, that's when God like provides in big unexpected ways because we're just excited to see him move. Yeah. And so, um, I think this is really true. I remember this when I was single, like hanging out with married people stirred like expectancy in my spirit. It got me like so excited of what could be in the future. And I feel like that really led, um, to, 
meeting somebody. And so I think it just like it breaks like complacency or apathetic like spirit of like, I can't have that. This is going to happen to me. And it stirs expectancy that I think is really important. And don't you think that in a way being around like married couples that were really healthy, loving the Lord, following the Lord helped you to to better be able to identify what that was going to be for you. Like, yeah, yeah, because you saw you saw that it wasn't perfect all the time. You saw that it wasn't this like romantic movie that it was like yeah. real life. And so when Josh came around yeah. and you probably saw qualities and characteristics that you saw like y'all's relationship Mm -hmm. maybe mirrored some of these marriages that you looked up to. And so that you maybe wouldn't have noticed if you would have just like hung out with single people and watched the movies on Netflix, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) yes, it brings it like to reality, which is super, super helpful in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. So, so true. Yeah. So I think that's really important. It's just a fun thing. And it, it makes, again, it makes your life full. Like you're having people to hang out with. You haven't cut off half the world from being your friend. So true. I love that. So hang out with married people that inspired you. The third thing, and I mentioned this in our story in the beginning, but that would just be to look for evidence of God's goodness all around you. Every disappointment, every heartache, every rejection, I really believe is evidence that like God is doing something amazing in your life. Um, He's in those details. He's in those moments with you. I think any time that you feel loneliness, I've said this so many times on this podcast, but I just believe that loneliness is literally an invitation from Jesus to press in deeper with him, to come to him with those feelings of feeling like nobody sees you, nobody hears you nobody wants you and just finding like all that and more in the arms of Jesus and so I think anytime you're like oh like I thought I thought that was it like I thought that was finally my turning point but it's like another disappointment another thing that like didn't work out the way I thought it was going to do mm-hmm. work out like look for that of how God is actually moving how God is actually working and yeah. I think it can just be like a sweet little fun journey with the Lord of like oh my gosh God like you're giving me all these like little nuggets of information that are leading me to mm. where I'm supposed to be and it might not always equal a love story at the end of the day it might not always equal a husband at the end of the day but it yeah. might equal just like this season of total fruit, this season of purpose, this dream that Mm. you didn't even know you had. And so I think just remembering that. that God is in those details and you can, and you can literally seek out the evidence of of how much he loves you, how much he sees you and how much he cares about you. So I think that's really important. Um, and then we talk about this too, but I have, this the re- when I first kind of thought about this was it was really in the context of dating and relationships, um, and this would be to go into everything with an open heart and open hands. Um, and I think that this is so important because I think oftentimes um, I talk to a lot of women who are like, okay, I think I'm ready. I'm ready to find somebody, but like I don't really know where to start. Um, and so what we tend to do, like what our kind of our world tells us to do is we'll open um, maybe our heart up, but then we'll close our hands. And so what I mean by that is like, I'm going to be like, all right, God, I'm open to the idea of meeting someone, but then I keep all the control in my hands. Like Mm. I don't actually go out and meet anybody. Like I don't actually like do anything like, or I try to make it happen in my own way. Like I literally keep the control in my hands. Um, and that's not going to, that's not trusting God. You got to have the both, you got to open your heart and open your hands. And then on the flip side, oftentimes we'll open our hands. We'll be like, God, do whatever you want. Like, yes, I will, you know, this random person that came into my life, like I'm going to go on a date with them or whatever, but then we'll close off our heart. We'll be like, nope, 
I'm not going there. I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to get rejected. It's not what I thought it was going to be. And so I think in order to really trust God with with this, you have to have both an open heart and both an open hands. And it Mm -hmm. takes such intentionality to notice when are you beginning to close one or the other? Because oftentimes, if we're really honest with ourselves, we've closed one or the other. And so every day, just taking on that posture of God, open my heart to whatever it is you want to do today and open my hands. Let me like put the control back in you. And, um, a little piece of scripture here that I, I I think is so simple. We've all heard this a million times, but it's just a Proverbs, but it says Proverbs three, three through six. It says, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. And we've all heard trust in the Lord with all your heart a million mm-hmm. times. But <laughs> when we look at this scripture, what it's really saying, it's saying be led with love and faithfulness first. Like let love and faithfulness be the thing that is mm-hmm. so deeply rooted in your heart. Like it's the posture of your heart always. I love that it says, write them on the tablet of your heart, love and faithfulness, saying so faithful to what it is that God is speaking in your life. And then the second thing is like, you know, trust in God with all your heart. And then it says, lean not on your own understanding. Mm-hmm. Let's just take a moment there. Like, yeah. whoa, God says, <laughs> throw your understanding out the window. I think he's meaning like throw your timeline out the window, mm-hmm. throw your way out the window, throw mm-hmm. your picture of what it's going to look like out the window and trust me, like trust me with that. And mm-hmm. so I constantly have to remind myself of like, I'm like, oh, but it's it's not what I thought it was going to be. And that's when I go, oh, God says, lean not on my own understanding. Like I have to trust him. So open yeah. hands, open heart. I think that's how we trust him, how we can step into that. Yeah, so good. And there, I just like, as you're speaking through that, I'm like, I just picture so many more women and their singleness just experiencing so much more freedom. Yeah. And I think freedom and your singleness just huge. Like just living a life that like feels light, feels full of joy, feels open, willing, humbled. I know there's a lot there, but like, I think there's a lot of freedom when we like, just like take out the tension, the closed doors, the like, you know, the like short thinking and just live in a, in a sense of freedom. And so that was so encouraging. So inspiring. Yeah. 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 So Open hands, Mm. open heart. I have one final thing. All right, let's hear it. (laughs) Bringing it home. Okay, this is a fun one too. And I really believe this. Um, Mm. I think when you're on any journey with the Lord, we have to expect to be surprised. Yeah. So you got to say that again. Expect to be surprised. And I think this is so important. In this whole journey, God is going to surprise you so many times. Like literally so many times. There are going to be all these little things, these little moments, um, the big moments too, where you're going to just be like, what? That? that's what it is or that happened and like I just see it all the time I look at my friends love stories and things like that and it's like hilarious the how it all happens and how it all comes together and how it's totally not what they thought it was going to be yeah Um, and I think that like that's so fun it's so fun to just like wake up every day and just be like God surprised me today like Mm. you know throw a curveball my way let it not be what I thought it was going to be and um, I think it's so fun like honestly even right now for me like there's just like a little situation in my life where 
it's like kind of fun and it's kind of a surprise and I I would have never expected it and it feels random and weird and who Mm. knows like it's one of those things that you know in a week I'll probably be like yeah that wasn't it but you never know and so (laughs) I think I think at the end of the day um what I always come back to I have a friend she and I have talked about this so many times she's been single for a long time too and she says we both disagree we're like literally there is no better hands for your love story for your life to be in than in God's hands Mm -hmm. like there's just no better storyteller out there there's no better like someone who sees every single ounce of the picture sees all the little like nooks and crannies of your heart there's just no better place to put your trust in and I think like if you can remember that on those days where you're disappointed on those days Mm -hmm. where you're looking around and you're like, I am the only one still single on those days where you're looking around and you're like, my heart is so broken. Just remembering like, Mm -hmm. Hey, put that heart, put your heart in like the such powerful, trustworthy hands of God, because there's no better place to put it. And I think Ken, you can vouch for this. Like, like you can vouch for that fact of like, God is taking care of you in so many ways. And yeah. and even getting what you maybe wanted, like it's not even like the end all be all, like God's continuing, yeah. like you're continually putting your hands back in the heart of God. Yeah. Your heart sure. back in the hands of God. And like how that is like God is doing even more and new things and awakening new dreams in your life yeah. and all these different things. And I just yes. believe like we can trust God with our hearts and know that what he has for us, husband or not, like love story or not yeah. has such purpose, value and worth. And like, that's the life that I want to live in my singleness. Like, yeah, I want to be so expectant that like God is working. God is moving. I'm not an accident. God didn't mess up my story and get everybody else's story. Right. And I just want to be a woman who's so faithful in that mm-hmm. and like leads a life that honors God Um, no matter what gifts and blessings and abundances he places in my life and just, yeah, so good. I love that last point of expecting to be surprised. I think it's really true. And I think we do hear that story often of the girl who's like, I wasn't looking. It was like, you know, right after I got out of this situation and I'd been just like single for so long and it was just so random. And like, I know we hear that a lot, so we've probably grown a little numb to it, but it's actually just really true. And I know it was really true for for even my sorry I I actually I want to even talk about this I like in my singleness was like the manipulating queen like I (laughs) was never surprised like I was just like (laughs) closing yeah Yeah. (laughs) forcing like dates like seeking out relationships like wheeling and dealing making it happen <laughs> I mean you remember People those are surprised good old days. by this I feel like I don't even know what flirt. it was yeah the flirt inside yeah. of me I don't know if you guys have taken a dating quiz so yeah I am the flirt I'm also a seven on the Enneagram and oh and also a one of my strengths is woo on the strength yeah. finders and the bad side of a woo is manipulation <laughs> and it's really really true I manipulated I felt like my whole dating life and it never worked out for me and until I decided to like stop that cycle and and it was like a choice to be like okay I'm gonna stop forcing this and scheming for things left and right and like like making things happen all the time. Like I'm going to just chill out. I'm going to be confident in my singleness. I'm going to just like take the back seat, let God take the front seat and just expect to be surprised. And I know you guys have heard this story before, but it just is really true is when I decided to do that, when I made that choice, 
is when Josh came into my life super unexpectedly. Like we met super randomly, no connections, just like a random Wednesday night. So I don't know. I I know that the, those stories are kind of like roll your eyes. Okay, whatever. Yeah. But like it also is really it's true. Real. And, and those stories happen over and over again for a reason. So yeah. this is yeah. all just so good. Can you just recap some things for us real quick? So, yes. we, so we like can take quick notes if we hadn't already. Of course, of course. Okay, so the first thing we kind of talked about were what are those lies that maybe you've been believing from the enemy that are that are convincing you that are like the reason behind your singleness. And so we got to come combat those lies, but maybe some of those lies for you are that you're behind. You're behind every single one of your friends. Uh, Not true. The second would be that you're not enough blank, fill in the blank with whatever it is that you think it is that you have to change about yourself before you get in a relationship. And then number three would be that there aren't any good Christian guys out there. We got some awesome Christian guys out there. We know them. We love them. They're amazing. Get Um, those lies. Get behind me, Satan. That's right. And then we gave you some tips for just how to actively wait, how to actively like show trust and patience and faith in what God is doing. And so the first would be to fill your life to the brim. No gaps in your life. Step all the way into friendship. Step all the way into relationships with your family, into your passions, into your churches, into your purposes. Like this is so important. The Mm -hmm. second would be to hang out with married people or couples who inspire you. Don't cut yourself out from having friendships with married people. They actually make incredible friends and can remind you like what you're actually waiting for. Help you to like remember and hold on to that. Um, And they got your back. The next thing would be to look for evidence of God's goodness, even in the disappointments, even in the things that like don't add up, look for how God might still be so good in the midst of those. Um, having an open heart and an open hand. Remember, we're throwing our own understanding out the window and just trusting God by um, every day having that posture of opening our heart to Him and opening our hands to Him. And then the last is expect expect to be surprised, Mm. like expect for God to throw you curveballs and for it to look so different than what you thought it was going to look like. And, um, I think those are just really things that have really helped me. Like those are the practical things that like have been helpful to me and, you know, continuing to like thrive in my single life and continuing to like really trust God, not let these things kind of build up a wall of bitterness between God and I. And so, um, they're the things that if I sat down for coffee with you, I'd share with you too. And I think even if you're not single or even if you're not frustrated, cause you might be listening and you're like, I'm not really that frustrated. Like this is such a great episode, I think to send to a friend. Cause I think we all have those friends who are really struggling with it. And so you can send it on over to a friend or maybe in like a month or two, you'll be like, okay, I'm there. I need to come back to that one. Frustrated. Yeah, come back to so this good. one. But um, I'm really just like praying for you guys, all of you single women. We're in it together. Yes. And um, and I'm just like really, really honored. I'm honored actually to be the token That's single girl. Right. Yeah. I love it. Own it. No, it's so good. I heard a quote recently that said, like, the longest stories are the most powerful testimonies Mm, and I think it's really really true and I see that for your own life too like singleness has been a long story but it's about to be a powerful testimony of how God provided and so I'm believing that for everybody listening to this podcast who's in the middle of it or it's been a long single season um, we are praying for you we are behind you and I can't wait for you to start actively waiting for what God has for you and start to love your singleness. This is so good. We love you, fam. And we will talk to you soon.